Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Embiid, back to the basket, turns and faces, pump fake. Dribble drive into a double team. Blocked by Jermichael Green, who saved it, falling out of bounds. Got it to DiVincenzo. Four on four. DiVincenzo waits for the trailer. Jermichael Green back to Dante from 25. That's nothing but that he's five for five. And the Warriors lead by 11, 38 to 27. Largest lead for the Warriors at that point is Dante DiVincenzo was doing his best Steph Curry in the first quarter as he knocked down five three-pointers, and the Warriors hit nine of 12 as a team, but the offense would fade as the ball game goes along. Warriors with their largest lead at that point, up 38-33 into the first quarter, and uh, the third quarter really flips this thing as the Sixers get back into it in quarter number two. 33-44 Philly in the third, and then uh, the Sixers put the Warriors away, 30-25 to in the fourth. Add it all up, 118-106 is the final, and we welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95-7 The Game. John Dickinson with you, and uh, simply put, welcome to life without Stephen Curry for the foreseeable future for the Golden State Warriors as uh, they now dip to 0-3 on this road trip. Uh, as they lose to Philly tonight, now 14-16 and 16 through 30 games of the season, and the Warriors still just can't buy one on the road. Now 2-14 and 14 away from Chase Center, and the Warriors with losses in Milwaukee, Indiana, and Philadelphia to start this trip. They play Toronto, the Knicks, and Nets coming up here over the final three before the, the Dubs return home for eight uh, after... Uh, well, Christmas week beginning uh, on Christmas and, and heading on in through the new year. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All in all, uh, I think the end of the first quarter told the story as far as the Warriors hit nine threes, Dante DiVincenzo was going off. The ball was moving. At one point, I think the Warriors had 14 assists on their first 15 made baskets. And they were really you know, doing the best possible job they could with Dante DiVincenzo going into the starting lineup. No Draymond Green, no Andrew Wiggins, in addition to no Steph Curry for the Warriors in this one. And, and DiVincenzo was hot in that first quarter. Jordan Poole was hot in the third quarter. But I think when you look at the first quarter and the fact that, hey, the Warriors are playing a, a team that, that fancies themselves to be contenders in the Eastern Conference in, in Philadelphia, you know, they, they think they're right up there with Milwaukee and, and Boston 
at the top, and you know, they dealt with some injuries themselves and are starting to put things together, had been really putting things together. I think they've won 10 of 11 on their home floor now and improved to 16 and 12. But uh, you you shoot it as well as you did uh, for the Warriors in that, that first quarter, and you're only up five. And that was pretty much the tell right there that the Warriors probably weren't going to have a great shot to win the game, even though cosmetically, for the most part, they competed, I think, pretty well with the with the best you know, that they had. But it wasn't enough you know, consistent multiple players going off at the same time. It was DiVincenzo early, it was Poole in the second half, and in particular in the third quarter. And, and tonight's one of those nights where you, you look at, at Poole's line at the end of the night, uh, offensively it, it ends up looking pretty good, although you know, four turnovers for Jordan Poole. But you know, tonight's a night where you, you hat-tip Clay Thompson for stepping up and going out there and wanting to play given the fact that Steph Curry's out and given the fact that he's already missing the, the second games of, of back-to-backs due to his injury return and recovery and maintenance, and he wants to be out there and he knows this team is shorthanded. He wants to help them try and, and keep this season afloat. But then Klay Thompson is terrible tonight, like just, just flat out. Four of 17, he's taking bad shots. Uh, he, he's not hitting. And, and tonight's really a night where if you're the Warriors, you, you need – Clay Thompson to be playing at a, a relatively high level if you're going to have an opportunity with a couple of other players playing well offensively to try and to try and you know be in position to win the game or, or steal it down the stretch and so that's something that stands out on the negative side here and uh, as we talked about the other night once you start to move your better bench players into the starting lineup by necessity your bench just continues to get more and, and more depleted and the, the Warriors just don't have enough NBA-caliber players on their bench right now to, to give them consistent minutes, and that's even with Steve Kerr trying to, to shorten it as much as he can in terms of the, the overall minutes, really leaning on the guys that were in the starting lineup with DiVincenzo out there and Clay playing 35 minutes and Kevon Looney, uh, the, the assist maestro. I mean, Kevon Looney. Hell of a game for him, 14-11-9. He was a big part of, of that ball movement, especially early. But uh, something that if you're a Warriors fan, you already knew was true. It's been true in recent years, although the Warriors last season were able to win some games with, with Curry out. Uh, down the stretch toward the end of the season. They stole some games even against some good teams at their bench, but that was a much better bench that the Warriors had last year. It was a more veteran-laden bench that the Warriors had last year, and they were playing those games from a, a position of advantage because they had built up so much of a cushion in the early part of the season that they could withstand taking some of those losses. And, and, and right now, it's, it's just the opposite. At, at this point, you get the feeling, and, and I've talked about it a lot, you know this team needed to be better than 13 and 11 before the injuries hit and that was the one downside for the 3 and 7 start and the inability to win a road game at all on that first eastern trip of the season you were playing with fire if you were the golden state warriors you needed to you know, and and you know, they were saying and fans are saying and media people are saying hey it's fine it's fine it's fine they're fine well yeah they're fine if they're going to play with their entire deck throughout the course of of the season you know, they, they would continue to get on a roll, but but this thing clearly flipped going back to that Indiana game where the Warriors lose, can't quite complete that to get to 14-11, and 11. then just the gut punch loss in Salt Lake City, and now the injuries have piled up with no Wiggins, and Steph Curry goes down, and when Steph Curry goes down, then you start to wonder if Draymond Green's going to be able to give it a go, and Draymond, I know he's been dealing with this quad contusion, but uh, it's a, it's another night where it just, you know, it almost seems like at times somebody's making the call that if Steph isn't playing, it isn't worth Draymond Green's time to be out there. And that's the one nod that I am going to give Clay Thompson uh, tonight is that he wanted to be out there and, and wanted to try and, and help his team hold this season up. But the, the reality is if the Warriors are going to salvage this thing over the course of the next two, three, four, five weeks, however long it winds up being, and I don't think anybody really has a firm grip on it at this point, however long Steph Curry's out, if we're talking about 12, 13, 15 games, whatever it is, if the Warriors are going to maintain some semblance of, of hanging around 500, 
they have got to get everybody else back. And everybody else has got to be committed and everybody else has got to be in lockstep or this team's going to be in a position where they're going to spend the final, let's say, 40 games of this season just trying to work their way back to 500. And oh, by the way, this team was still only a couple of games over 500 over a month and a half stretch where they had everybody healthy. So you start to wonder, and yeah, championship teams, you think if they're healthy down the stretch are going to make a push, or at least teams with championship caliber players. Even the Warriors from two years ago had a 15-5 and five push in the final 20 to eke themselves into the, to the play-in tournament. But at some point, you know, it, it isn't really tenable without Steph, and the Warriors are now 0-4 without him. Uh, although this, I think you could make the case, was one of their more uh, cosmetically uh, appealing games uh, as far as you know, compared to some of the other ones that he's missed. And a couple of those were just flat-out developmental games where the Warriors decided, and, and this one almost felt like that kind of game. I think it would have for sure if Clay Thompson hadn't have gone uh, in this one. It would have been, all right, well, let the kids play and, and, and see what they've got and then and then move on to the next one. But they got to get everybody else back if, if they're going to have a shot. Uh, and uh, some promising news on that front. We'll hear from Steve Kirk coming up here on 95.7 The Game as far as maybe Andrew Wiggins is back. Uh, what's the latest with, with Draymond Green? And, and how do the Warriors try and get a, a win or two? I mean, hell, just one on this trip to, to stabilize things to the point where maybe you're only three games under 500 as opposed to five games under 500 when, when you get back home. I mean, you, you look right now at the 14 and 16, and you know nothing is off the table. I mean, the Warriors very easily could lose the next three games and have 14 and, and 16 turn into 14 and 19. And at that point, you, know, you could have a 6-2 and two homestand and you're not even 500 coming off of that eight-game homestand when you then go on another road trip and, and all of a sudden it's the middle of January and it's the middle of the season or, or just beyond the middle of the season and you're still you know 10th, 11th, somewhere in there and, and wondering when you could get on a run. So 888-957-9570, 9570 Let's get to Rochelle in Concord up first here tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Rochelle? Thank you. This is Michelle from Concord, and I uh, I called last night. I I just, uh, once again, you know, Draymond tapped out the other night. He tapped out tonight, and, you know, I just think that they should bubble wrap uh, Curry for the rest of the season. and. Uh, pool, uh, pool deserves another chance. I'm hoping that Draymond is gone the next, uh, next season and, uh, and we can start anew. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate it. Thank, thanks for the call. Look, uh, at this point, I mean, Jordan pool needs to, to pull it together and, and try to f- go for 30 every night. And, you know, I thought he didn't get off to a great start in this game, but but he maintained knowing that he was going to get 36 minutes and knowing that they need him to to basically play the Steph Curry role. And again, when I say that, nobody is Steph Curry and Jordan Poole isn't even close to that. But he needs to he needs to be the guy that's going to have the ball in his hands a lot and is going to be looking to shoot a lot and score and, and facilitate for others and. And all of it. I, I like the decision to start Dante DiVincenzo uh, along with, with Clay Thompson, bump Clay up to uh, essentially a, a forward uh, in this one and add a little bit of defensive ball pressure to the mix with, with him. I, I thought Jonathan Kaminga starting for Draymond made a lot of sense. And look, the Warriors did get off to a, a good start in this game, and a lot of that was the fact that DiVincenzo was, was making – uh, was making shots in, in the beginning and, and kind of doing his own Steph impression here. As far as Draymond goes, look, I'm never one to question somebody who's who's got an injury, and, and I will continue to point out, I mean, Draymond, right quadricep contusion, and that's what kept him out in this one. Obviously, uh, he got ejected the other night uh, after Steph Curry uh, went, out of the game with his injury, but it it just there's too often it has seemed, and I think sometimes perception is reality, and too often it has seemed here in these last few years 
that if Steph isn't available, all of a sudden Draymond's willingness to to get out there and play through some stuff it it, it dwindles a little bit. And you know what? I, I I think we can debate whether that's right or wrong. And I can have people that would say you know that they're comfortable with that. But I think it's too early in the season for my blood. Thirty games into this thing, to to be you know. You need to get your all as many of your best players out on the floor as you possibly can, and you need to try to win games. And I think this is where the Warriors do, you know, their philosophy. And no regular season game is really all that important, and not necessarily going to chase wins if if they don't believe that there is a, a an elite premier end game to it. Like, can they win a championship? There's there's always this. Well, if we think we can win a championship, then we're going to go all out and we're going to fight and we're going to chase it. And, and when that's the mentality, it lends itself to the thought that, well, if you don't think you could win a championship, then some of these games are beneath you. <laughs> and, and at that point, you know, to me, I think that can set a, a real negative tone and a real negative tone even for some of the younger players who you're, you're trying to develop and, and put in, in positive you know, situations to, to try and, and succeed. So I think the Warriors are always trying to balance that fine line of yeah, none of these games are really all that important until you start to lose guys and you wind up sub 500 and you feel like the, the, the season is careening off a mountain because you don't have the two-time MVP and finals MVP and future Hall of Famer and straw that stirs the drink here for the Warriors and Steph Curry. Like life comes at you fast and things can flip and you know, it's too early to be talking about shutting guys down, and it's too early to be talking about who's not going to be around next year. I and mean, we got to see how this thing ends this year. But I think the one thing that that I'll just speak for myself, and and you can disagree with it if you want. You can you can disagree with it if you want. But I want to see this team get out there and try and win some freaking games and do everything they possibly can to win some games. And you know, at times it seems like they're a little too focused on the big picture and it only being about a championship. And if it's not about a championship, then, you know, you might as well just be you know, playing the young guys and, and who cares about winning and let's see what kind of lottery pick you get. Now that's an extreme and nobody in the organization is, is saying that necessarily, at least it, I would hope not 30 games into the season, but that's the kind of stuff that you do start to hear from the fans uh, along those lines. And, and, and I think it's, I think it's unfortunate. I, I really do think it's it's unfortunate. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game, Xfinity Mobile text line. Warriors lose to the Sixers tonight, 118-106. to They led by 11 early, five at the end of the first quarter. They were up two at the half, and the offense just went away. Uh, for the Warriors as uh, this game went on. 19 points in the second quarter and then only 49 total in the second half as uh, they get outscored 63-49 to in the second half. Uh, let's get to a couple of text messages here uh, from the 415. J.D., I thought Ty Jerome was on the team to run the offense and set up other players. Played selfish tonight. Was hoping he would set up Wiseman. Well, there were a couple of nice setups, not from Jerome. One from DiVincenzo. One from from Jordan Poole. I, I I think you know pick and roll with Poole. I think coming out of a timeout, DiVincenzo hit him for a dunk. Wiseman hit a, a little short jumper. I I thought tonight, you know, with Draymond out, Wiseman gets his minutes and and ends up getting eleven minutes. And you know, offensively, uh, I I think that that's how he needs to be most effective. How you saw him be effective in in this game tonight. It, I think it's it's a baby step in a series of a lot of baby steps as far as, as Wiseman and his develop. I don't want to get carried away with, oh, he looked great. He had a couple of nice plays uh, offensively, and the Warriors functioned in a way that allowed him to to succeed, uh, I think, you know, in the fashion that he has to if he is going to be able to, to help this team, whether it's this season or, or moving forward uh, and the like. So I, I think that's you know worth noting. Uh, I, I think uh, as as you examine the young players, because I think examining the young players is something that we also have to now do on a night in night out basis. 
as far as you know the, the the two timelines and the evaluation of all right you lose the game why did you lose the game who played well who didn't play well and then I think the next part of that is you know evaluating Wiseman evaluating Kaminga evaluating Moses Moody and you know tonight not really the best night for for Kaminga and not the best night for for Moses Moody either Moody in his 16 minutes what just three points missed some threes, just just not much going on there for, for Moses Moody on a night where you really think Moses Moody could get an opportunity to play and could be impactful in, in the game tonight. It was kind of a lackluster Jonathan Kaminga game. Didn't seem like he had uh, uh, the energy that, that we've seen him have of, of late, uh, and you, you just run through his line. He didn't have a single rebound tonight. Now, rebounding has been paramount as far as, you know, activity and rebounding and defense and he you know, was moving the ball as everybody was offensively but but I don't think I don't think Kaminga did anything in his 28 minutes that really put a positive imprint on the game whatsoever and so I think tonight is a step back night for for Jonathan Kaminga is it a is it a big deal no he's gonna have some bad games he's gonna have some good games and I think he still figures to be in the rotation if if all things are are equal uh, at this point, and he proved himself to be a member of the rotation when the Warriors had, had figured out their bench for a minute uh, before the injuries started to pile up on him. But not a great uh, Kaminga game, and uh, the five one zero saying Wiseman had a more impactful eleven minutes than than Anthony Lamb, and you know Anthony Lamb hit a couple of threes. I mean, it's you know I think it's probably about this. I mean, there's nights where Anthony Lamb does stuff and make some shots, and you like to see it. But it's also a, a scenario where I think there's times where he flat out looks like a G-leaguer out there. He, he looks like he's uncomfortable getting a shot. It's not fluid. There's some carelessness as far as the, the turnovers, some inattention to detail defensively out there. I mean, you need guys like Anthony Lamb on your team at this point, and, and on certain nights, Anthony Lamb is going to be more trustable than, than some of the young players, and that's why Steve Kerr's gone to him. You know, tonight, it's a night where so many players are out, he's going to play. Uh, I'm not going to quibble with you if you think if you think Wiseman had more of a, an impact tonight than Anthony Lamb, but Anthony Lamb plays a, a different position and, and needs to be out there. So 888-957-9570, 957 Nine five seven zero. John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game. Uh, let's go back to the phones. It's K in San Francisco. What's going on, K? You're on Warriors wrap up. Yeah, I think we're desperately missing a big man. We're also desperately missing a shooter when our stars are in playing or if they are not having a good day. We need an athletic shooter and, and a big man. We need to have them for these kind of troubled days to show up, uh, but we don't have either. And I think that's a big setback no matter what we do. I think they probably need another wing if they want to be a contender. And I, I've said it, you know, somebody that, that could maybe take some of Kaminga's minutes if this team got to a point down the stretch of the season where they really needed to win game after game after game. And in the playoffs, it's not that you wouldn't trust Kaminga in the playoffs, but you might get to a point where he's part of the plan going into a, a playoff series. And then you need to you know go away from him because he's, he plays his way out. I mean, nothing is fluid and we've seen him play his way out of the rotation in the regular season. It could certainly happen in, in a playoff scenario. But right now I just, I, I feel like the Warriors just need, they just need more good players. And look, a big part of that is Draymond coming back, Wiggins coming back, and and you know, playing this thing from that point where you know you're gonna have Poole and Clay Thompson out there, you know you're gonna have Wiggins. I mean, Wiggins right now is so huge because I mean you're you're we talk about Curry and, and rightfully so. I mean, he is the system, he is the franchise, but having a wing and, and a guy that's still, what, 27 years old that can get out there and you know can slash to the basket, can knock down some threes, can provide some defense. I mean, Wiggins is just Mr. Steady for this team. So, you know, getting him out there, getting Draymond out there, you know, that allowing Poole to play the Curry role, even though he's not Curry, and then build the rotation off of that, I do think gives this team, especially once they get back on the home floor, an opportunity to at least remain competitive in some of these games to where you start catching teams on a bad night, 
maybe they're at the end of a trip or whatever, and you can you can pick off some wins here that that might push you back a little bit toward 500. But but this situation right now, where the Warriors are essentially without three starters, is I mean th- this is you got to do this for a couple of weeks. You're you pro- you might not win a single game. Period. Like with the group that played tonight, if you had to play ten games with this group that you played tonight, and tonight was one of the, like I said, more cosmetically appealing games. You got to play 10, 12, 15 games with this group, and you might win one or two or three at that point. One out of 10, two out of 12, three out of 15. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation, especially if you're playing you know, teams on an East trip and playing teams that, that fancy themselves to be contenders in the NBA. It's it may sound harsh but it's it's just real at this point uh let's go to t in the south bay next here on warriors wrap up on 95 7 the game what's going on tonight t nothing much um how you doing i'm hanging in there it's uh you know okay. tough times it feels like are ahead here in the short term <laughs> t i know that's not the, your favorite question because you get it a lot but it's kind of my sound check to make sure you can hear me so um i just I just have a few things. Uh, I'm going to start with James Wiseman and a quick take on that. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm of the mindset that the post position has come and gone. Um, it's paved the way for a lot of great play, and, it, and it's definitely appropriate and necessary for the history of the game. But moving forward, if you're a post and you're a good post, then you might not even look that good in the NBA. And my point is, is that James Wiseman can <clears> – <throat> excuse me – do a lot of work in the post and be a great post player, and it's still not going to be what we need. Um, that position to me is almost resigned to intangibles like a cave on Looney. Like the best post players are the ones that set screens and, and hit backdoor passes and do things of that nature. Uh, that's just my take on James Wiseman. If, if he doesn't have any wing presence, then it doesn't matter what he does. Uh, the second thing I want to say is I think this is a good stretch um, to show where we're at in the sense that if we can't win without Curry, and we're not a title team, um, because we because I think it defines a lot of things. You need more than your best player to be there the whole time to really be competitive, and that's all I got. Thank you. All right, thanks for the call, T. You're breaking up a little bit uh, on on the second part there, uh, but you know this fair or unfair, right or wrong, this stretch without Steph Curry is is gonna go a long way toward determining the the course of, of this warrior season and you know whether they look to add or subtract even at the trade deadline whether they look to try and get the young players even more minutes at the cost of maybe really trying to make a, a push to to get into the playoffs or the play-in tournament like the warriors could deem themselves by the end of this next month without Steph and, and look I, I think there is some optimism that it's going to be better in terms of yeah, Steph is going to be out, but Wiggins back and and Draymond back at at some point here in the near future. But if if this team can't pick off some wins without Curry and they don't have a single one to this point this season, then it is you know the the conversation is going to shift towards should they you know be letting go of some players at the at the trade deadline to to shed some luxury tax should they be playing the the young players even more and focus on development over again trying to make a a playoff run are are you now no longer in the of the belief that you're within striking distance of being able to be a top four team in the West? Are you just, is it is it six seed or bust at that point a month from now? Are you at a point where you're thinking the only thing you can do is just try to get to 10th to and get to the play-in and give yourself a shot to win two games against uh, another team that's probably right around the 500 mark at, at best and, and work your way into the back end of the tournament that way and then and then give it a shot if if you're fully healthy you know the Warriors are always confident if they have everybody regardless of seed that they can make a run I think last year will will prove to you that 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 anything in, in many ways is possible but I don't think anybody again is going to quibble with the fact that last year's team top to bottom was just much better than, than this year's team the pieces fit together better and you know the Warriors have a long way to go but it it starts now like it's December but the next month is going to go a long way toward determining how this season 
ultimately plays out and how much the Warriors determine that, that going for it this season is even worth it. Now, that's that's one of the you know, rats on the table, so to speak, that I think are going to be determined as, as we watch them here on a, on a night-in, night-out basis, try to, to play effectively without Steph Curry. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, Let's go to Ricky in Boston. What's going on, Ricky? Hey, JD. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. How you doing? Oh, man, I could be better. I mean, it would have been a nice weekend. Start off my weekend with a Warriors win. You know, it was uh, kind of speechless. You know, not really. You know, I got something to say because of Clay Thompson's performance tonight. Um, you know, you, we all know that I'm a big Clay Thompson fan. And tonight, you know, for him to step up, you know, without Curry going, what was it, 4 for 17, 12 points in 35 minutes? That's just horrible, man. That's just the money that he's making. The contract that he has, you need to step up, Clay. And for a performance like that, man, uh, I mean, like you, you just said a little, like a couple of minutes ago, you know, is it time for the GM to start making some moves to free up some space, right? And maybe let the young players um, get more playing time and improve the game. I mean, if I was Bob Myers, the GM, I mean, I'm, I have to consider, you know, possibly maybe making a move for Clay Thompson, you know, you know, for the before the All Star break. You know, get as well, much as you can. You know, maybe find a find a team out there that still has the the love of the mystique of Clay Thompson because you know Clay Thompson has a lot of pull. Yeah, thanks for the call, Ricky. I, look, I I think as far as Clay goes, it, you're not trading Clay Thompson and, and and his contract at at this point. I mean, you're just not. I mean, he's still got another year on it as well. And so, I mean, nobody's nobody's beating down the Warriors' door to say, hey, I want to get Clay Thompson right now. It's it it's tough, tough sledding overall. And, you know, he's got to play for the Warriors and play better for the Warriors. I mean, he's making over $40 million this year and 43-2 next year before he's a free agent in 2024. So, I mean, good luck with that. Like, you're not, you know, unless you want to take Russell Westbrook back or somebody with you know, equally as, as bad a contract – I think that's that's probably you know the the kind of move that that you'd be looking at. No, Clay Clay is going to be here, and Clay just he needs to play. It is again. I said this yesterday when the news broke uh, of Steph, and I know we're we're up against it, but I, I tweeted this out yesterday when when the news first broke, and I I really think it it rings true, and it's something that I'm going to mention a lot over the course of the time where where Steph is out. 
and it it's as simple as this. Like it it's on Clay Thompson, it's on Draymond Green, it's on Jordan Poole to hold this team up. Like the time is now. The time is now for Clay, Dre, Jordan Poole to keep the Warriors afloat without the comfort of playing with Curry. Now, the question is, let's see if they can or if they even care enough to put in the effort with you know the title hopes not right there in front of them. The title title hopes are tabled for now. Not saying they're gone for good for this season, but for now they're tabled. For now it's just can you win a freaking road game? And you know, but but to me it's it's always on your best players to carry you. So you don't have Steph. Can you hold this team up? How good are you with how good are you with with Wiggins and Draymond and Clay and Poole? Like what kind of team is that and the rest of these bench guys? If you just take Steph away, what kind of team is this? Because I think it's frankly wholly unacceptable if this team is you know, just take Steph Curry away, and they're among, let's say, the bottom two or three teams in the Western Conference. You know that that to me would be unacceptable. Show some champions' blood in keeping this team afloat, not just show the champions' blood when you're in the midst of a playoff run in a playoff series. And I think that's the the one thing that you know I'm I'm kind of waiting for uh, from from Clay and Draymond and Poole. And look, it, it doesn't affect their legacy one iota. Th- those are made dudes in in NBA, you know, leg- they're legends. NBA history, the annals of the game, like they have zero to prove. But you know what? You, you still got to deal with the games that are right there in front of you. So get together, come together, hold a meeting, say, hey, let, we're going to get a grip on this thing and, and try and keep it afloat. Try and make this season worth a damn a month from now. <laughs> and, you know, if the guys are injured, and obviously Clay played banged up tonight, Draymond's banged up, that's something that, that continues to be uh, you know, problematic because it's not just Steph. Uh, it, it's Steph and Draymond and Wiggins and, and the rest of it, and that leads toward the results that I think we, we saw tonight. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here, Warriors wrap-up on 95-7. The game as the Warriors fall tonight to the Sixers, 118-106 in Toronto, on Sunday, and then uh, the Warriors are going to finish it up with the Knicks and the Nets on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, let, let's go ahead and hear. Uh, well, first, let's let's welcome everybody to the eight o'clock hour. You're listening to ninety-five-seven. The game KGMZ FM in HD One, San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. All right, uh, we'll also. Just we'll push the break here and we'll go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr. And then there are a couple of text messages uh, I wanted to get to as well. But uh, let's go ahead and head back to Wells Fargo Center in Philly and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, on this one. I like the ball movement. Guys were sharing the ball. Um, Didn't like the fouling, you know. I thought those two fouls, and I think it was late third, um, back-to-back on, on the three-point shots, Harden and, and Niang, those hurt us. And, and just, uh, you know, some reaches and ones that we have to avoid. Um, we just couldn't do it. So they shot 31 free throws to our 13, you know, made 14 more than us, and it was a 12-point game. So there's your game. What do you think about Jordan's performance tonight? I know you said you wanted him to kind of slow down. Yeah, thought he was much better uh, in terms of just you know staying staying poised and um, he got off to a slow start. And he he did a better job of not getting frustrated and uh, staying in the game emotionally and bringing energy. And the game turned for him. And uh, he he obviously carried us offensively and, and for much of the game. Got no Steph right now and no Wiggins for right now. I mean, Clay's got to score for you guys, obviously, um, which will amp up his aggression. Yeah. Uh, he's four seventeen tonight. Like, what do you need from him beyond like he's going to have you know make a lot of shots for you? Or what type of shots didn't he get tonight that you he made? Yeah, I mean, a tough night for Clay. I, I mean, just the fact that he played, you know, his knee um, was was bothering him at shoot around and you guys know he was questionable before the game but um he's just uh 
guy fights through everything. And uh, so just his effort um, tonight was was there, but the shots weren't going. Um, he had some good ones. He, he maybe rushed a couple, but just wasn't his night. And, um, you know, he'll bounce back. There was that alley-oop, I think, to third quarter, Dante to James. He looked like you really liked it, kind of talking about it. Was it more of the pass? Was it like the screen setting? Kind of walk me through what you liked the most about that play. Just the ball movement and the uh, the action. I thought James did a really nice job at both ends tonight. Um, he got to the dunker. He made himself available. You know, there were they had several plays where, you know, they just stayed back with him. And uh, we got open threes early in the fourth when uh, when we put him out there. We had three or four open threes, and one of the reasons they were open is because James was um, was right at the rim, and and as that lob threat, the defense pulled in, and I thought he did a nice job defensively too, uh, kind of playing cat and mouse um, on pick and roll, and um, he, he's he's gotten a lot better. He's really uh, picked up a lot over the last few weeks with all the practicing in Santa Cruz and and the game action, the reps. Um, it was it's, uh, it was fun to watch James play. You think he's going to stick around with you guys through the stretch? I know part of the reason he's in the rotation, I know Draymond, but right. do you plan to keep him around? He'll be with us the rest of the trip for sure, and then we'll reevaluate at that point. Um, but you can see, I mean, he's um, he gives us something we otherwise don't have, just that, that lob threat, the scoring threat around the basket. I like being able to uh, to play him and, and, you know, have him impacting games that are that are meaningful. And that's a, an important part of his development, you know, and at the same time, we're trying to trying to win every game and uh, it's been a rough go. So we'll just, you know, play all that stuff by ear. Yeah, obviously got off to the great shooting start. Just what was getting him open and getting him those looks early on? The game. You know, coming home is always fun. And uh, you knew Dante would come out with energy and the fact that he'd knocked down, I think, five threes in the first quarter or at least four was uh, fantastic and you know he did as usual a uh, great job bringing energy and life to the game and you know 10 rebounds and uh, you know moved the ball he had six assists uh, I thought Dante was great tonight I am asking you the last five the same questions I'm going to ask you tonight again what do you think your bench performance for the finals and my second question is uh, Clay Thompson when you have back-to-back -back games he plays first game I know there's no easy game maybe but many people say if he plays second game, it will be better. What do you think? We have about 10 people who work full-time uh, in the performance group. I listen to them. So when they tell me, you know, he should play the first game, we play him the first game. Um, as far as uh, our bench, is that what you asked? It? You always want to talk about the finals, you know, in the middle of the season. We're trying to win a road game. Okay, so, you know, I'm not talking about the finals, but we know what we have to do to get better. Got to continue to grow. Our young guys have to continue to develop. They're doing a nice job. And uh, we've, we're going to have to be healthy, you know, to 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 go anywhere meaningful. And um, and we've got to get better defensively. We, we At some point, we have to be able to play without fouling or at least limiting our fouling. And uh, that was a, a problem tonight. It's been a problem all season long. I just think that uh, it's always difficult going to a new team when you're in the league. You got to pick up new terminology, different um, tendencies of teammates, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I just feel like Dante's really comfortable now, and it's great to see. But I love how hard he plays. I love the passion with which he plays, and uh, the guys really love playing with him. So he's been a, a fantastic addition. Chance on Wiggins Sunday. I think there's a chance. Uh, I talked to him today, and and he was hopeful, but um, there hasn't been a decision made yet. See, there must much different players, Kavon and James, but on the night where Kavon has nine assists, you know how important is it for James to continue to see it, the ability to kind of move the ball around in your guys' offense from that center position? Well, James, we're just trying to keep things simple. Um, you know, Loon wasn't. Um, much of a, a passer his first couple of years. I think it takes a while to to really see the defense and understand where the openings are and you know, where the ball should go. So just trying to focus on keeping, keeping James as a dive man, lob threat, and um, get him more comfortable with the NBA game. And and um, if he just continues to do exactly what he's doing, uh, just working hard and um, keep moving forward, he's 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 going to be great. Yeah. So solid night for. James Wiseman in, in the ball game tonight and uh, Steve Kerr with a couple of bits of, of good news there. I think as far as Wiggins goes, a chance that Andrew Wiggins 
could play on Sunday, that's good news. And I mean, the, just we're talking about it. I mean, the Warriors have to get as whole as they possibly can here without Steph to try and get some wins, although no decision made there. Uh, but yeah, you, you got to hope that, that Wiggins is, is able to, to get back on Sunday and get back for the rest of the trip and not have any more uh, injury issues with that adductor. And I think another piece of good news out of the postgame press conference, the, the fact that, that Coach Kerr said that James Wiseman's going to be with the team throughout the, the remainder of the trip. I think that's a, a step. And, and look, I think part of it is Draymond being in doubt as far as whether or not he's going to be able to go dealing with the the quad contusion uh and you know i i i think having why you know you're gonna have to balance the the playing a lot with santa cruz when the opportunity presents itself with being around the team and getting opportunities to play in in certain situations have a lot of text messages on the xfinity mobile text line about jamichael green and look it's been rough jamichael green has been rough and I, I understand those of you out there, and there's many of you, too many to just read uh, the, the area code on the Xfinity mobile text line because it's been more than a few that are saying, you know, why, why is Jamichael Green playing? You should be playing Wiseman. And you know what? I, I think that's a fair one at, at this point. Different types of players, even though they're playing the, the same position. But I think that's one area where... I think at some point you have to make the call if you're the Warriors that it is beneficial to to just play the guy. But in saying that, you have to understand where the Warriors are coming from on it. And that's the the simple fact that just playing the guy in their mind when he hasn't earned it or when they feel he really is hurting the team. Like the Warriors don't look at it as, ah, you know what, we don't care about we don't care about wins. We're going to let all the young guys just play. Like, they're not to that point yet. Might get to that point at some point between now and the and the end of the season, but they're not to that point yet. And so I think they do feel that they owe, on a night-in, night-out basis, the rest of the team and the veterans in particular a chance to try and go out and, and be as good as, as they possibly can. So uh, I, I think it is a little bit of a catch-22, but uh, Jermichael Green, is, you know, every night, there's more and more a case to be made. Just give the minutes to Wiseman and live with the consequences. I think maybe more than, you know, because of the position on the roster, I think it, you know, it's more than even Moody, right? Uh, you know, because it's, it's more than even Kaminga, who's had a role sort of carved out for him uh, at, as of late as well. So 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on 95.7 The Game. Do we still have Jimmy in Bayview? On the phones, let's uh, let's get let's get to Jimmy in in Bayview here on on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven the game. What's going on, Jimmy? Uh, hey, John, great show. Um, I just wanted to talk about Clay a little bit. Uh, I think I think Clay's going to have a good game every five or six games, and that's just what you're going to get. I think this is the new Clay Thompson, and and we just have to live with it. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm hoping. Kaminga can keep developing through, you know, Curry being injured. And I don't understand why Moody's not getting more minutes. I mean, Ty Jerome seems kind of worthless to me, but um, I, I don't know if making trades at this point is going to get you anything because Wiseman looks almost two years out and, and, and Lake likes him and he's paying for him. So, um, and then who else are you going to trade? There's really nobody you can trade. So I, I think if the Warriors, you know, there's 15 games. If they go 3-12, and 12, I mean, they're out of it. It's right here. Like, this is the stand. So uh, I just wanted to see what you thought about that. Thanks. Yeah, as far as the last part goes, I, I've said it. Like, if, if this team really careens without Steph, they are going to have to look themselves in the mirror at that point and say, what is the benefit of really trying to grind and trying to be a team that's 10, 15 over 500 in the second half of a season when that only gets you, say, to the play-in tournament? I, I understand with all the wear and tear and the years and the championships at that point why you would look at it that way. I guess where I'm getting at is try to do everything you can in the meantime to avoid uh, three and twelve, let's say in the next fifteen games, which which puts you in in that position. 
Uh, as far as making a trade, yeah, I mean, it, it's well chronicled that, that Joe Lacob likes James Wiseman a lot and, and thinks he's going to be a hell of a player. And, and you know, if, he, if there was a young player to move, I think he would be the one that would make the most sense to move. Uh, among you know Kaminga and 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 Moody, I put Jordan Poole aside for now because he's only a four million dollar player for this season, as opposed to a player that's that's going to be making thirty in terms of his his average annual value beginning next season. He's much more tradable next season. Uh, we had a texter that said, "Hey, if you can trade Westbrook, you can trade Clay. Maybe next year when it's in the final year of his deal." And he's making $43 million. He's an expiring contract. That may, that may be appealing to a team. But if you're going to make that kind of a trade, you're taking back a major salary in doing so. And you're also, at that point, uh, probably taking somebody back that's got more years, which I don't think would necessarily make sense. Now, maybe you break it up. You take a couple of players back. Maybe there's a team that would want to assume that contract. And we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. But there could also be a team that would – basically say to you hey we'll take him we're a a non-contending team we have cap space we'll take him Oklahoma City has done this with players they did it with Al Horford a couple years back where hey we have cap space we're not going to use you want to give us a first round pick we'll take that contract on so and I don't think the the Warriors are not going to be in the business of giving up first round picks to to trade Clay Thompson to to offload the salary I mean that's just I, I I don't I don't see that happening uh, at all so but but so those are the kinds of moves when you start to look at all right well could they trade him yeah next year but that's what that kind of a, a trade uh, would look like couple of people on the text line somebody came down my road for for you know saying that you know there are is an appearance and sometimes uh, you know sometimes perception is you know, viewed as reality as it relates to Draymond Green and the fact that you know Steph Curry goes out due to injury on Wednesday, Draymond gets ejected. We've seen Steph Curry be out before and Draymond get ejected or Draymond be less available to play. All of a sudden, maybe some of the injuries that he's been playing through where he's a little banged up, he's not. Somebody came down my road, said, J.D., you can't do, you know, you shouldn't, shouldn't say something like that. Look, all I'm relaying is that's a legitimate question that pops into the to, into fans minds and I've got a board full of text messages here uh 925 it seems like Draymond always is quote injured whenever Steph Curry is out uh you know there was another one uh the fact that Draymond gives up on the team every time uh, you know that that's something that look there I'm not saying it's right or wrong but fans do believe that, and fans do wonder about it at at a minimum. And and look, I like I said earlier, I can acknowledge the fact that it's something that's being discussed, while also saying, hey, you know, he's listed on the injury report with an injury, and you know, maybe the Warriors are using this time right now as an opportunity to give. Draymond a little bit of a break knowing that they're really going to need him as things push forward here and look it, it not that he's going to be out the entire time that steps out but a game here a game there if he's less than 100 percent get him back on track because you know you're going to need him to be a major part of things down down the stretch here uh in in this season so I, I think that ultimately becomes uh you know something that could be part of the equation. Hey, play it cool right now because you don't want. And, and Steve Kerr addressed this going back to last week, and it was I think after the Indiana game, or it was maybe the game in, in Salt Lake City, or maybe the day bet- in between those games. They're all kind of running together at this point. But Coach Kerr said, "Hey, Steph, it's a little harder to recover after some of the back-to-backs, three games and four nights." He's a little banged up here, and it takes him a little longer to recover. And if, if you you keep putting him out there over and over and over without giving him a break here and there, it doesn't end well. And I think you could make the same – you could make the same case for, for Draymond in that, hey, give him a little breather. You know you're going to need him once Curry comes back and once this team really tries to get on a on a run. And so you have him fresher for that for that stretch run when you are trying to push yourself – Back to 500, back over 500, out of the play-in tournament, up to a top four seed. Uh, I mean, a bunch of those things at this point feel like they're they're off the table, at least 
uh, for the time being. And just kind of scanning around here with the Warriors' loss tonight and looking at some of the other games in the NBA tonight, uh, you look at, at the Warriors now dipping to 14 and 16 through 30 games. They are now out on the outside looking in at 14 and 16. They're 11th in the West at 14 and 16. They're a half game out of the play-in tournament. They are now two and a half out of sixth uh, still. So it's it's very close with Portland at 16 and, and 13. Portland got blasted tonight in Dallas as the Mavs are now 15 and 14. Sacramento won tonight in Detroit. So they uh, continue what has been a fine start for them. They're 16 and 12 and have a ton of home games. They, they went three and three on their six-game road trip uh, that was pretty daunting. They played in Milwaukee and in Philly and, and in Toronto where the Warriors are going to be on Sunday. They, they won in Toronto. They won in Cleveland uh, the, uh, in, in that trip and, and handled their business against Detroit. So they, they got out of that 13-9 when they left on the trip, 16-12 coming back. So they're fifth in the West at 16-12 at and, and, and you know inching closer to the top four at this point uh, than being on the outside looking in. So there's still a long way to go. But the one thing you don't want to do is dip any farther out because no matter what you think of the Clippers or Dallas or, you know, any of these other teams, Utah, Portland, Minnesota, I think we have seen enough of of a lot of those teams. And, and hell, you may even throw Sacramento in there to think that, you know, none of them are great teams necessarily. And they've all had hot stretches at different times here through the first 30. But. None of them are bad teams either, and none of them are going to be bad enough to where you can be sub-500 by multiple games and think that you're going to wind up even with a play-in tournament spot. Like that's the, that's the one thing that is becoming, I think, abundantly clear by the night here as you look at it. There may be 10 teams in the West that, are, that win 41 games. It, 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 is that jumbled up? And it looks like there's that many teams that are just you know, they're beating each other on certain nights. They're beating the the truly woeful teams most of the time. And you know, as things start to separate, and Memphis has taken over the the top spot now overall. Warriors six games back in the top spot with the the three game losing streak, and the Grizzlies have have won seven in a row. And Memphis starting to vault themselves into that conversation among the best teams in the NBA at at nineteen and nine now. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll have to keep an eye on on all of that, but you know, getting too far removed from 500, and then having to work your way back at the end of the season to to wrap the thing up, and and you know, just to have a shot at a play-in tournament, that's that's not a position that uh, that you want to be in. Uh, if you're the Golden State Warriors uh, in the Western Conference. So hopefully some good news on Andrew Wiggins. Hopefully some good news on Draymond Green as the Warriors head north of the border to continue this road trip uh, in Toronto uh, coming up here on Sunday on 95-7 the game. So we'll call it a night on that note uh, as the Warriors lose to the Sixers 118-106. to Next up, uh, Warriors this week, tomorrow, 10 a.m. Join me and Whitey Gleason as uh, we'll be taking your phone calls. We'll be getting into depth about just where the Warriors go from here without Steph Curry, everything that's been going well, things that aren't going well, trying to make sense of where the Warriors go from here as far as the remainder of this trip and then the homestand that follows that and trying to make do without Steph Curry. Uh, That's from 10 a.m. until 1 here on 95.7 The Game tomorrow, and then I'll be back with Warriors Live on Sunday, 2 p.m. for Warriors Live. 2 p.m., that's a 3 o'clock tip-off here Pacific time as the Warriors take on the Raptors in Toronto. So uh, for Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios, thanks for the help. Wonderful job by one and all in cutting the highlights in the postgame sound. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Warriors This Week, and we'll talk to you on Sunday with Warriors Live before the Dubs face the Raptors. Sixers, 118, Warriors 106. Warriors now 14 and 16. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here at 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.